You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 265. In this episode, I'm talking to Sarah Ancalmo Ashman on how to create a memorable brand. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. Today's guest is Sarah Ancalmo Ashman, who is a brand strategist, creative director, and the founder of Public Persona Studio. She works with influencers, thought leaders, and changemakers to help them build a compelling and cohesive brand that's completely unique to them from top to bottom. Sarah and I are working together on my rebranding, and in this episode, we walk you through how to create a memorable brand. Go to signal.com forward slash 265, and there you find links to Sarah and her offerings, plus the show notes of this episode. I am so excited to be here with Sarah Ancalmo Ashman and talk about how to create a memorable brand. Thank you for coming on the show, Sarah. Well, thank you for having me, Sigrun. So I always start by telling the audience how I know people that come on my show, because it's only happened, I think, twice that I had someone on the show that I didn't know personally in some way or shape or form. So we were actually think Facebook friends already. Yes. Yes, for a while before and kind of didn't know each other. But when the time was right, I did reach out to you. But I know, and I think I know why I start to think of you to work with your on my brand. In 2014, I think it's 2014, you work with Nikki Elledge Brown on her brand. And I remember when she revealed it, she was very smart of revealing it, like there was a Facebook party and this whole hurrah and, you know, we were excited, especially the people who had their homemade websites and kind of, and then this gorgeous website, you know, came out and I thought, oh, well, one day, maybe. And somehow I think I friended you maybe back then and you accepted my friend request, this stranger <laughs> of the street. <laughs> Yeah, and then many years passed. And actually, in 2015, just before my TEDx video came out, I knew I had to redo my website. There was no time to outsource it. And I guess I would probably not have done such a big project like I'm doing now. But I basically downloaded a new theme and did my website in two hours. And this is the website I still have today. Wow. <laughs> so I've been able to build a pretty big business with a simple website. But there was always this feeling of... Uh, my brand isn't really representing me. And that's what we want to talk about today. So Sarah, coming to you, how did you land in this role of helping female entrepreneurs? Is it mostly, mostly female entrepreneurs? Primarily, yes. Yeah. yeah, creating memorable brands. You know, there must have been something leading up to this, something you did before that makes you good at creating brands. 
I actually came at this from the commercial world, uh, from the advertising world in New York. And I was in that space for, gosh, about 12 years, building brands for Madonna, a lot of people in the music space. Also, you know, a lot of bigger brands like Mercedes-Benz and Nike, and I would build brand campaigns. And, you know, what we would start with is the essence of, um, you know, who the brand is, who they're wanting to appeal to. And they had a really strong, solid foundation that I would then build a creative campaign around. Um, and that included the visuals and the words and so forth. So in 2012, um, I started my own business and really set out to work with smaller boutique brands and businesses and really doing more of the creative side of things. And with the first few clients that I had, I very quickly realized that a lot of them didn't really have a clear vision or understanding of who they were in order to be able to, for me to be able to translate that visually. And so that's really sort of what started all of this was, uh, you know, me realizing that I could really help people to define their brand or redefine it as it may be, and really to be able to translate that then to, you know, this really memorable presence. Mm. So that's kind of the work we did together this, let's say, summer or fall this year. I reached out to Sarah. I was finally ready to uh, create a memorable brand. Well, I guess the problem that I saw from my side was that obviously the color red is quite strong in my brand. And from the outside, it may look for the untrained eye, like everything is consistent. But I saw all this inconsistency in our graphics and in our messaging, I guess, it as well. And there was this graphic there and this graphic there. And I was like, oh, at some point, this is just not professional. And in order to stand out, you need to stand out, not just like in visuals, but in words, everything needs to fit together. And I realized I was not in the position to do this myself. And that's when I reached out to you. So I would love for you to walk us through this process of how do you actually create a memorable brand? Right. Well, it certainly is in process is the word of the day uh, in terms of that, but it really is, you know, more of an inward process before it's an outward process. And I think that's something that a lot of people skip. But first, it's, you know, really getting clear on your vision. You know, where are you headed? Where do you want to be? You know, a lot of times people feel that inconsistency with their brand because they've outgrown it, they've evolved, their business has evolved, or it's about to. Um, so, you know, where are you headed, I think would be the first step. And really, the, the second key piece is, who are you? What are these various pieces and parts of you, your personality, the way that you think? Do you have your way of working um, or your products and services. It's all of these moving pieces and parts, but what are the most memorable pieces from all of those? And I think it's identifying those, those pieces and figuring out what is the combination of those that can help you to really stand out from a foundational level. And I'm simplifying this, but moving on from that, you know, what is the story that you tell? What's the message that comes from that core of who you are that makes you as a business and as a person unique? And, you know, once you have that 
platform, as I would call it. You know, it's really how does that then translate into the core pieces of your digital identity? So thinking about everything as a unit, the way that you show up in your photographs, is that core that you've determined? Is that coming through there? Is that coming through in the words that you're using and the tone of voice that you're using? And even just, you know, subtle cues like colors, you know, you mentioned the the bold red that you use, or even just the design language, the fonts that you use. And so really, this process is one where you're starting from that basal level of you and helping to translate that visually and verbally and viscerally, really, to the world. Mm. I found our process very interesting because I did do an attempt in 2014 to uh, work with someone. Uh, We had to cancel the project because I realized it was, on one part, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to go through this process. And I think that's why one of the reasons I say in my (laughs) Sampa program, don't start with your websites because people think that's the solution to an online business is to have a website. But I'm like, create a very simple one, not invest in the whole process because you don't know who you are. You don't know what you stand for. You don't know who you're attracting or want to attract or where you're going. And I'm glad I broke that process off in 2014. But also what bothered me back then is that we had one call And then I just got mood boards. And I think I want you to talk a little bit more about the process we did, because that's not how you work. It's, as we said, an in-depth process, you know, one where you're co-building a brand. And so it's, you know, for us, when we were working together, we started with what, like an in-depth questionnaire where we really, you know, you were able to think about things I was able to get on the same page as you, literally and metaphorically speaking. And then we were able to meet throughout the period of a month, three, four, five times, and really work through each piece of your brand together. And that enabled us to shape this together. And I think that's the key there because not only does that give me a clearer vision of you and what you love and who you are to help to be able to create those mood boards, but also it helps you to be have a greater understanding of what you're projecting so that we're both sort of pouring that into the, the final result together. That's always the hardest part I've found in that piece. It's very hard sometimes to brand yourself just, you know, based on aesthetics, because we're too close to ourselves to accurately see it and describe it. And so by being able to do it with someone that you trust or learn how to trust or an expert or, you know, whoever it may be, it's that process of co-building that yields more lasting or meaningful results. Yeah, I think that's what I realized. And it's interesting, like you, you hire someone because you see them do great websites and then you realize then I realized in the process that like I don't want to work like this I don't want to just jump from one call and the person barely knows me and suddenly I have some mood boards and I don't know where this is going to end if the beginning feels like so rushed and uh, I want to encourage anyone who's going through wants to go through this process I think it's better for established businesses that actually have have been couple of years in business are making six figures to go onto this road of going so deep dive into their is it branding or rebranding 
That's a great question. I think it's rebranding. I think that's really what it is. It's taking what you already know about what works and what doesn't for your business and, and how you're putting yourself out in the world and then sort of like reworking it. Yeah. No, and I think this is uh, both financial and time investment. You know, the process we are looking at, we started in June, I think, June, July, and we're looking at a website probably being ready in, let's say, February. People cannot imagine how long that takes, that process, because uh, they kind of want the website tomorrow. Sure. But good things come to those who wait. You know, that way people are able to make sure that what they're putting out there is an accurate representation of them. Yeah. So your process ended up with like, a, what do you call that document? A branding guideline? The brand dossier. Yeah. Brand dossier. Yeah. For people to understand who haven't gone through this process, it's basically you don't have any graphics yet or, or no output that you can use on the outside. It's more an internal document in order to take the next steps. And then you give that to a graphic designer and the graphic designer works with that. And then you give it to a copywriter and the copywriter works with that. And then you hire a programmer. So it's kind of like just giving all these people a guide to work with. But I think it's interesting that because it takes time, as we were just discussing before I hit the record button, it's fermenting what we've done already. So there are possibly new ideas or let's say there's more clarity even because it's not going so fast. Right, exactly. Yeah, once you start to put your energy and your mind in that direction, it's amazing how I've seen that shape people's entire businesses. I've seen it actually sort of alter the trajectory of their business or even their services or products because they realize once you're in that mind space, they realize you know who they are and they're sort of reconnecting with why they created their business or their values. And it really can change things exponentially even within that several months or even you know six month time frame. And that's happening right now. So actually, there are things that I haven't even shared with Sarah yet. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. No, I had, a, I had a talk with a videographer this morning that is an expert in, in creating brand videos. And uh, we decided that he is going to follow me next year. Oh, that's great. And take my brand story and put that into a documentary. Oh, amazing. Oh, wow. That's going to be amazing. But it's also going to kind of ferment that brand that we have put together. Because without it, I wouldn't have the same guidelines to give him or not so clear on, on where everything is going. Mm -hmm. Ties it all together. Yeah. So we want to go back to when you start to work with small businesses. How were you able to find people like myself, like they didn't just come to you. Like where, where did you, you know, I find it always fascinating when an expert from the corporate world comes into the online world and says, Hey, here I am. Hire me. <laughs> <laughs> how does that, you know, how were you able to position yourself to work with those that are possibly shaping the online business world? Some of it's being in the right place at the right time. You know, it's, it's uh, you know, being out there talking to people about what you do passionately, you know, meeting people within the space. I mean, really, that is what started 
this public persona, my business, was, you know, being in some of these online spaces and being open to, yeah, sharing what I do. I think initially I did do a lot of sales calls, um, you know, or just, just meeting with people. But, you know, very quickly what I realized was that in a large way, it was just connecting with people connecting and being of service and, you know, sort of helping to paint the picture of what it was that they were looking for or needing help with. And that's really how I landed my first couple of clients. And then the rest has really honestly been a lot of word of mouth. And by word of mouth, I mean, it could be, you know, them, someone dropping a behind the scenes image on Instagram of a photo shoot that I've directed with them. Um, And that's how the fire spread, I guess, so to speak. Yeah. And in the same way we are are doing this interview, people like myself are happy to share who they work with and what's going on behind the scenes, because we're doing this interview, recording this in November. Now, my website is not going to be ready until possibly February. And I want on one hand to share the process that I'm going through as I'm going through it, not afterwards and make people excited that something is coming absolutely which it's going to be amazing for anyone who's listening (laughs) (laughs) so you used personality tests also in your process can you tell us a little bit about how that could help for someone who might be could prepare for rebranding and do some of that work on their own before they actually contact someone to help them sure You know, one of the ones that I found to be my favorite is actually How to Fascinate, which is a test by Sally Hogshead, um, who actually is also has an advertising background, just coincidentally. But um, it's really great because it shows how the world sees you. And I think that that's a great tool to sort of find, you know, your best communication style. And by that, I mean, you know, how can you leverage your voice? How can you leverage how you show up? visually in your own unique way. And I think that test is excellent. And honestly, I've been using it for years with clients and it never fails to be right on point. And that's really, uh, you know, for instance, I forgot, what were your two? Yeah, it was something with passion and... Power or prestige? Prestige, I think. Prestige, yeah. Passion and prestige, I think I am. I'll correct it in the show notes if I'm not, but... (laughs) Right. Well, what's great about that is one of them, you know, the first archetype, let's say that it's passion. That's what you lead with. That's how you draw people in. That's your primary communication style, which rings true, right? Even down to the color that you use, red is the color of passion. But you are able to attract people with this passionate voice, with the passion for what you do. And then, you know, you're able to follow that up or back it up with prestige, which, you know, that is a part of your passion your expertise, everything that you have is very polished. And these are the two things that when combined, that creates kind of a unique superpower, if you will, you know, according to the test, you know, where you're really able to draw people in. But that definitely can help, in your case, thinking about, you know, passion and and prestige, just to use it as an example, integrating those two together, you know, making sure that in your photos, for instance, you have the sort of feeling of being really connected with the camera, 
you know, having that passion shine through in your expression or your body language, you know, down to actually the, the way that you communicate, you know, even in your podcast, which you do, you have a lot of passion in your voice. So, I mean, you know, knowing these things can really help, you know, if you do take that test, just thinking about how can you, you know, show more of that side of you in how you visually show up, how you show up in, you know, on phone calls with clients or, you know, even, you know, in an Instagram feed, you know, it can be a great shortcut to helping you figure out how to uh, show off that unique side of you. Mm. So basically, by taking this test, people can start to translate into some graphics, images, text without even going through the whole rebranding yet, just as a first step. Right, exactly. It's a great, great shortcut. Yeah. But we talked about memorable brand. Now, one thing is to go through a whole process of understanding the person and the personality and everything. But there's a difference between branding and a memorable brand. How do you how do you actually ensure that a brand stands out and doesn't blend in with all the other beautiful websites out there? Right. Once you're clearer on you know, who you are, again, as a brand and what makes you distinctive and unique. It really is about, you know, making sure that that's translated across every touch point. So that means cohesive, because when you're cohesive and you're making sure that that is the very clear message that's brought about visually, again, through your words, etc., that creates that memorability or rememberability because you're kind of hitting people over the head with the same message across the board. So that's one piece of it. Um, the other piece, and maybe this is sort of the, the magic piece, but that is, you know, helping to create more of a creative through line, a theme. Mm, yes, please talk about that because that's what we did as well in my rebranding, which people don't see yet. Talk about what's the importance of this creative through line. Like once you decided, okay, we know my vision, we know what I stand for and all that, there is this element of the theme. Yes. It's finding the hook. It's finding the most unique element, uh, you know, or combination of your story or who you are and really trying to find something that can inform the visuals in particular, and then the words. So this actually comes from my commercial background. You know, when there is a commercial, there is a very clear creative core concept, let's say, that drives every decision. So, you know, just to use for an example, there was an attorney at one point who, you know, was needing a new brand. And, you know, she could not figure out how do I, you know, make this interesting. I'm going to see if a million other attorneys. So what we found was she actually, part of her story and her past was she was actually a figure skater at one point. And you might say, well, what does that have to do with being an attorney? But that is exactly what made her memorable because, you know, really, if you think about that, that is what makes her unique. And so we started to tell more of that story and to draw parallels between being a figure skater 
when someone is seeking legal advice, they, they might feel like they're skating on thin ice. Or, you know, maybe they feel like they're going around and around in the legal process. So they're what? They're skating figure eights. You know, there's so many metaphors that can inform visuals. You know, immediately you're seeing ice. Um, you're seeing icy blue colors. You know, you're hearing, you know, unique marketing messaging. You're, it really kind of, you know, releases your imagination, you know, into the wild. And I think that's kind of the secret sauce behind the whole thing. And the minute that you do that, that makes her memorable. You read about her in a blog. Oh, she's the attorney that was the figure skater. Immediately, you know, that makes her stand out. So I think it's finding that unique piece. And then how can you amplify that or magnify that? As you were describing this, I was like, I saw the website. I saw yeah. it in my head. I saw, <laughs> you know, picture of maybe not her on ice skates, but a woman and then her face on the side. And I was like, it's all clear. It's very clear. Right, right. And you would, you would remember that if you were looking for an attorney, you would remember that versus, you know, somebody who just has a headshot on their homepage, right? This fits also, um, there's this book that recently came out from Jay Bear called Talk Trickers. It reminds me of like, if there's something that's visual or you can make it visual, like figure skating, that's a talk trigger. Like, because people don't normally talk about how good the service is. They talk about, oh, she always wears red or there is, you know, all these skating things on this website. Uh, so yeah, it, it fits into the giving people a reason also to remember you and recommend you when it comes up, they need a service. Right. That's brilliant. Yeah. You also did a website for uh, Kira Hawk. Can you explain a little bit the theme there as well? I did, yeah. Um, when she first came to me, her, her website actually was of her as a pirate. And I love the fact that she actually had the pirate patch over her eye. And Kira is a copywriter for those of you who don't know her. It was very playful and fun. And the more that we dug into the process, we realized that Uh, one thing that, that set her apart was her unique process that she would uh, help to draw out mainly people who, who were afraid to express themselves. She was able to kind of have them get into character, which would then, you know, really help their voice come alive. And so it, the whole concept behind her, her website was her being all of these various characters, these different you know, voices uh, that might represent her clients' voices. And so that's exactly what we did. And we did a, an entire photo shoot, for example, where she's in a bear costume. Um, I think the tagline we came up with was, if you need a hug, I'm Kira Hug, or something to that effect. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's one where she's a punk rocker and she's putting the punk in punctuation, um, or she's a chef who's whipping up, you know, these amazing, you know, sentence concoctions. Yeah, I remember the chef picture. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's kind of like finding that unique piece of you, what you do, et cetera, and just magnifying it. And that's exactly what we did with her. Brilliant, brilliant. I love it. But it can only come once you have figured out the everything else before. It's almost like you need the foundation and this is just like... I wouldn't say icing on the cake because it becomes quite a big part of the process, but you can't figure this out just first and go ahead. You have to do the other things first. Exactly. Yeah, that's really how you have these lasting results is to really take the time and effort and to dive deep up front. 
And I mean, as a result, I've seen people who have had the same website now for five, six years, and they still feel like it fits them and it's still memorable in their space. And that's hard to come by uh, these days, but that's because it's genuinely derived from them. Yeah, that's exactly what I feel. I've seen some of these websites um, that were really well done. They're still around after four years. And yeah, everybody else feels they need to switch it up once a year or twice a year, if you just have a theme, the in theme that everybody else has. So yeah, I'm I'm very excited uh, for my new website. And I say a lot of website, uh, to be clear, uh, branding is not just website, it's just <laughs> one piece of it, but it's obviously the most visual one that people will notice the biggest difference. Right, yeah, that's a great distinction. Yeah, Sarah? My episodes are short and sweet. I thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your process with us. And I'm super excited to continue our work and people can wait anxiously, <laughs> excited. <laughs> Maybe we'll put up like a wait list or, uh, you know, coming soon at some point on my website uh, for you. And there will be a launch party, of course. We'll have a special webinar and Facebook Live and share the whole behind the scenes of my rebranding and the process to create a memorable brand. Thank you for coming on the show, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me, Sigrun. Go to sigrun.com forward slash 265 and there you find links to Sarah and her offerings plus the show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe and give the show a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode. <laughs>